see you came by. You came by looking for a little podcast. Maybe a little cruise talk on a podcast about cruising. I think we might have something for you. Today, we're going to revisit what we discussed, uh, I think it was uh, a week ago or so. Whatever it was, we talked about Grand Cayman and why they do not have a cruise port. I mean, no, they got a cruise port. I mean, a, uh, a pier or a berthing facility as some people refer to it as. We're also going to talk about the peer-running controversy. We've been mired in controversy and smeared in a campaign that was unjust over the last couple of weeks. And uh, we'll, di- we'll address and discuss that. I want to talk quickly about the day we had Saturday, Point Park Pier, Point Pier Park, Port Pier, with Beatrix, where we saw a myriad of of cruise ships and a women's rights protest, an Iranian women's rights protest. It was really, really impressive to see. Not that we want to get political. Um, We also want to talk about the preview of the upcoming cruise that I do have this Sunday. Do not know what to expect, but we're going to hope for the best. And we're going to talk about this group cruise we got. Oh, boy, there's been some controversy with that, too. And your email. So let's start the show yeah you did catch that i said your email i got one email guys let's get our act together here come on let's start the show oh we back for another one right (laughs) bags are packed hey tommy you ready let's go we going in hey it's the night before the cruise And if I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have Best we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking. You can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go. Cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast Show. Coming to you not quite live from you know where, South Florida, sunny South Florida, Boca Raton, the K Compound, and we're doing it. We're having fun down here. Uh, still riding high off this group cruise we just had, and it's, it was just such a run. It's just such a good run we had day in, day out. And it really, it has to be a little contagious because we already have more people booked uh, for this one, I think we have maybe the same amount of people booked for this one that that came on it. And what I'm talking about is the Pirates and Pier Runners Part Three. So the third installment is booked. We'll talk about that in a little while. But yeah, people seem to have felt the love. People have felt the good times and the good vibes that has happened on that on that cruise, and it's going to carry over into the next one. The next one's going to be more on par with the first one in that it yeah, there's going to be some people there. I think we're going to push thirty guests. I'm I'm shooting for I'm shooting for fifty. You know what? If we end up with thirty, I'll be happy with that. the The point is, is that I'm going to have it's going to be a little more organized. Will it be as intimate? Will it be as the this was a crew? Make no mistake, and uh, we 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 just we created a pretty good bond that's still going on. The group chat is lit. 
let's just say it like that the group chat is absolutely lit but we're going to talk more about that i wanted to invite you to check out the facebook group that's the always be booked cruise and travel lounge on facebook if you're a new member uh i shouldn't say member listener to this podcast please go on facebook look under groups always be booked cruise and travel lounge and you will see that we have a nice little community there that we kind of go back and forth with. We answer each other's questions. We have some fun. We share pictures. We just celebrate all there is uh, to celebrate in the beautiful world of cruising. Uh, you know, the world that of which we have all become so fond of. I also would like to invite you to check out my Instagram, which is always be booked. I've definitely been a little bit more active there. I'm thinking about kind of creating a little bit of a character not really but just kind of like just i have a coaching background you know i coached football and baseball for a good number of years i'm comfortable in that role i'm comfortable with the coaching persona you know the restaurant management the whole thing i don't want to call it leadership but it's you know it's uh management let's just call it coaching and management and um i would love to uh Maybe see if I can get that to stick. I'm the cruise coach. You know what I mean? I'll get on and I'll just kind of give some tips. It's hard because so listen, to, listen, guys, you guys know what you're talking about. You guys know cruising in and out. So the key is when you do stuff like that, you have to you have to serve your audience, but you also have to grow your audience. Think about it. There's new people that are embracing the vacation t style of cruising every single day so if you see some basic stuff i kind of realized that i'm gonna have to put some basic stuff out there that is going to be far too i guess um you know simplistic for you guys because we all know that you're in the lounge you're in the everyday discussions i'm impressed with you guys i'm impressed with your knowledge you guys know the game but in order to get new people i'm going to have to put some uh quote-unquote evergreen stuff out there stuff that is going to be for the masses stuff that can be put in maybe the way that i can only put it in but it's going to be a little bit more basic so i do appreciate and ask if you work with me with that but i'm also going to get into the intermediate stuff too we'll talk high level deep dive cruising uh in the cruise coaches corner whatever frig i'm going to call this thing but i just want to do like one minute to minute and a half clips of just you know because that seems like where it's going with the youtube shorts with the reels if i can get into that mix and that will kind of maybe seg segue me a little bit more into video that would be helpful but either way instagram always be booked you guys do know about the patreon we have a patreon where you get a show a night every night of the weekdays five days a week it does cost eight dollars a month I think if you're thinking about how much uh, I put into that, which is a half hour a night for the entire month and what we get out of it. And, you know, well, I, I've tried to tighten this show up a little bit. Is it, Has it worked yet? I don't think I've hit my stride with that yet. I think this show, and that's another thing I want to say. If you get sick of this show, I would invite you to maybe step away for a little while. But here's what I would want to agree to. Just come back. Come back after a little while because I am I am still tightening this thing up. I told you last week. I know where I got to be. I think I have a much more clear vision of what this show needs in order to kind of 
go to a different level. Now, am I able to get polished up and be able to do that or not? Yes, the answer is yes, but it may not be on an overnight situation. I know what I got to do. I know where I got to be. There's some stylistic adjustments that I have to make. There's some, I guess, content adjustments that I have to make. There's some timing stuff that I have to work with, and I'm, I'm working on it. So just work with me on that. And if you guys got to take a break, take a break. But all I would say is, you know, just come back. You know what I mean? Give it a few weeks off. Come back. See what your boy's up to. See if he got a little. See if he, he stepped his game up. See if he got his weight up. See if the chops have improved or increased a little bit. Because this is a work in progress. Working real hard. You guys know. I don't. We don't have any training out here. Most of us don't have any formal broadcast training. And that's the beauty of the world we live in. We are left on our own accord to live and die by our own talents. And our own ability to. What would you say? Uh, problem solve. And get better. Listen. Problem solve and get better. And that's what I'm trying to do out here as we tighten up this whole thing to try to be able to make a full-time living doing it, which, yeah, got a little ways to go with that. Uh, No question about it. But, all right, so the Patreon, $8 a month. You get five shows a week, and that is where I use a little bit more creative license to go off the rails. If you didn't hear, we had a weird show on Friday night, last Friday night. It was an emo emo show i had the pre post cruise blues i had other sorts of blues uh I, I just was in my feelings and you know what i put it out there for you i put it out there i played the sad music uh, and i gave it to you and some people liked it you know some people said oh this was nice this was cool you know that's the type of thing we'll talk other things we'll go off the rails if you are the type you know, I get it a lot, Tommy. We just like, you know, you could be talking about anything and we just like we just like to hear you. So just do you and talk with that's that's not necessarily true for everybody. For some people, yes. You know, like I guess I only know this because I'm a fan of certain people. There's certain people I listen to that they could say anything and I'm into it. I just want to I'm alone for the ride. There's other people I go for a certain thing. And it's the way it is. That's the way it's going to be with me. But if you like the off-the-rail stuff, if you like the wild and wacky off-topic stuff, and I do keep it cruisy over there. It's called The Wake Up Show. I try to be a little bit more – I try to be positive. I try to kind of get everybody a little spring in people's step. Maybe this is the first thing you listen to in the morning. $8. Uh, Patreon.com slash always be booked. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. Now, I got a question for you. What is a lifeblood? I don't know. I say it every friggin' day about the show. What is the, 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 your emails are a lifeblood of the show. Now, I don't know what a lifeblood is, but I will know that there's not much of one this week. <laughs> we got one email, and that's okay. I'm not trying to, see, to sit here and be out here giving you guys homework, but if you are so inclined, I would love if you guys joined the show, participated in the show by sending an email to Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com and I will read your email on the show and answer your question. If I don't have the answer to your question, I will either research it or pose it to the rest of the cones that are out there and we'll get you the answer or as close to it as we can. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com for the email address to be a part of the show each and every week. So let's jump into it. Grant Kamen we spoke about last week. We did a story about what Grant Kamen was going to do about the lack of cruise ships that are going to be showing up. Just to recap real quick, you know, the cruise ships are getting bigger and bigger. 
and there's more and more to do on these ships. And that's hurting a lot of ports. I know it was hurting St. Thomas just by talking to some of the, um, you know, the local vendors and merchants around there. But at a port like Grand Cayman, it especially hurts because they do not have a pier. They don't have a berthing facility. So the tender port the tendering makes it a little bit less convenient to go there so if you have a mega ship a large ship you're much less likely to get off the ship and the ships are not re- and the ships know that so they're not stopping at places like Grand Cayman as much with the mega ships and that is hurting and as the i guess what would you call it the the evolution of cruising ships get newer they get bigger ships get older they get taken out of service so what happens just the natural cycle of it the ships get larger and grand cayman gets less calls and they got to do something about that they have to figure out or do they they have to figure out do they want to address that issue so we know that that's an issue and i want to give a uh, shout out to brian brian sent me an article that kind of broke it down. Now, it's an older article from a couple of years ago, uh, but at the same time, it does give you what the dilemma is. It, it, it basically lays out what the dilemma is when it comes to uh, do they want a pier, a dock, or not. So, Grand Cayman, the, the overall argument for Grand Cayman, and it is a little bit of an internal struggle like it is everywhere. You know, municipalities, governments, people, populations, they're divided on things. It seems like more and more, you know, each day, no matter where you go, groups of people are divided as people's opinions become more out there and uh, exposed via social media, those uh, discussions can become a little bit more inflamed. And so Grand Cayman is battling back and forth as to whether or not they want to go with a niche market or a mass market. And that's just the age old argument there. So as it is, the water in Grand Cayman remains pretty clean. They're happy with the amount of aquatic wildlife that's there. It's plentiful. And the population is manageable in comparison to what you would call, I guess, uh, the setup of the infrastructure, you know, basically what they can handle. So everything is pretty good. Now, it is going down and it's going to continue to go down over the course of the next couple of years, as we covered last week, because of the lack of cruise ships or mega ships that are going to be there. Um, At the time of the article, Around 2.1 million cruise ship passengers per year went through Georgetown Harbor, and uh, that generated an average of 21 to 27 million dollars a year. So that's pretty good, and that's Georgetown alone—the 21 to 27 million dollars. The if they built the pier. That would lead to an improvement, an increased number by 700,000 passengers per year. Now, the problem that they're looking at is while that will bring a mass amount of humanity, most studies are showing that the average overnight traveler, the non-cruising traveler, will spend twice as much money per day than the mass market cruiser. And that's the key word I'm talking about here, mass market cruiser, because I'm talking about these mega ships or these major cruise lines. It's a little bit of a different story if we're talking about the yachts and the expeditions and the ultra lux market, but we're not even going to get into that right now. Now, the main attraction to Grand Cayman, from what they say internally, they're saying this, that it's Stingray City, the Turtle Farm, their public beaches, 
and downtown Georgetown. Those are the main four things that everybody wants to see when they go to Grand Cayman. Now, the argument that as it is, all of these areas can tend to be overcrowded with light spending cruise passengers. And what happens as a result of that is that the overnight travelers become discouraged. The people who do have money and want to spend some time there and want to feel like they are at an exclusive location. So an overnight traveler, a high-end traveler, whatever you want to call it. You want to judge it. You can judge it. You cannot judge it. They want to go to a place where they feel a little exclusive. They can be proud that they were there. They experienced part of somebody's culture and... Um, it's 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 a little it's a little out of reach than people of certain means uh, who don't have certain means can get to and if you are that type of spender and you see a bunch of cruise travelers just walking around hopping from diamonds international to margaritaville to you know and then just kind of like walking around you you have a less of a feeling that you're in a remote location and you don't have a high as much of a feeling of status as you would that's what they're saying so I get it. Yeah, is it a snobby type of mentality? You can judge it. You can understand it. Whatever you want to do. I'm not here to do either. But I will say it is affecting the bottom line for Grand Cayman. So again, so this study, uh, a study was done in 2018. And as a result of the study, a plan was released. And it was an internal, like I said, an internal plan called the National tourism plan now the plan came out while it was very thorough it did catch a lot of criticism because it is said to have contradicted itself through the document it wants to protect the environment but talks about wanting to add that peer it wants to be able to sell luxury and status but it also mentions bringing even more people here than it has had per year in the past so uh i posed the question last week and I did find out some answers as to why there is so much pushback. Why do they not want this peer? And it basically comes down to a few different things. So the overall economic benefits are not clear. Yes, there will be more people, but will it mean more spending? And if it doesn't mean significant more spending, those people only hurt you. You know what I mean? It's only just causing overcrowding. It, it also says it puts locals out of business. Now, uh, most obviously, who's going out of business? The tender company. There's a lot of money to, you know, to those those are a lot of jobs that, that the people that tender. Those are constant, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but also some dive shops and some water sport rentals, some snorkeling places. And that's because of geographical displacement. When they start building this pier, all those people are going to have to go. They're going to have to find somewhere else. And who knows if they'll be able to, if they'll have the means or the, or the wherewithal to be able to rebuild in another location. Um, they're also worried about the construction of a seven-acre commerce area and how that's going to reset the landscape of who is in business. Right now, it's pretty well established. The major players are there. They even mentioned some of them, just some of the local merchants. But this is going to cause some competition, and it's definitely going to cause some locals to go out of business. While there still would be the overcrowding, they're still worried that the spending would be pretty low almost like a lose-lose situation. And finally, what everybody's been saying is the dredging. So when you dredge, 
you remove large amounts of coral, you uh, disrupt the basin uh, on a regular basis, and all that stuff is going to have a negative effect on the overall island's aquatic ecosystem. So it's, uh, it's going to be a problem. And it's interesting because there's comments on the article and people seem divided. Again, people just seem divided. So you heard some say that the cost of living is so high and they can't, you know, the regular blue collar workers can't get off work and get a beer. Families are going to have trouble just paying for all the groceries because the cost of living is so high and they need the pier. They need the pier to retain the cruise business just so they, they can compete with all the other islands in the Caribbean that do have a pier. And others say that the revenue that would come from the dock being built would not be worth the environmental ramifications. And we don't even know what the economical advantages would be because while, yes, it would bring more people, would it actually bring more money? So there you go. That's the issue with Grand Cayman. That's broken it down in a nutshell. I want to thank Brian for sending me that really, really helpful article that that broke it down really, really well. And hopefully I kind of related and communicated it to you too. Um, Yeah, it's a little bit of a deep dive into, you know, a a single port within our niche industry of cruising. But Grand Cayman is, um, is a topic of conversation on the show and it will be again today in that, uh, dude, I really don't know what you're doing, Grand Cayman. <laughs> I'm having trouble. I think I got. I think I got a plan again. I think I put my situation in play where I normally do it. You know what I mean? You make a plan for your cruise, but you are ready to deviate from that plan at a moment's notice. So let's talk about Saturday. Saturday with Beatrix. I think I said Sunday in the open. I meant Saturday. Saturday was a cool day. So. I knew that uh, Tony from Lolita Loca was going on a cruise. He has his group cruise. And I knew there were some really nice, cool, big ships. You're talking about the Horizon, which Tony was on. Explorer, and no big deal. But then you had the Symphony. Then you had the MSC Seaside, which I had never seen in person. And then you had the Disney Dream. So it was going to be a good day of cruise ships. So I said to Beatrix, and I've always said it before to you guys, that if you're ever in that area... And you just want to spend a day in a park. There's nothing better for a cruise fan to just go to that park, check out that pier, uh, get a get a get a get a lounge seat, get a chair, and have a little picnic. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know. I've never considered myself old growing up. Would I be the picnic guy? Not really. But uh, here we are, and it was fun. It was a good day. So we uh, we got down there and. We got down there a little late, but it was fine because none of the ships had left yet, and which always seems to happen. They always seem to running, be running late, but we didn't know that there was also going to be a protest. So it started out real small, just like maybe five or six people, and they went up to Beatrix too, I guess, and that was made sense because it was a, a Iranian, it was a women's mar, a women's protest. But then the five or six people, that you know, five or six people showing up to a protest, you're like, eh, you know little fly-by-night routine what's going on here but then five turned into 10 10 into 30 then it was 100 and then they were all the way down by the pier and it was just loud i don't want to say mob but it was a very effective large amount of people and uh you know these cruise ships started going off without a hitch but you know they were lining the shore eventually they were trying the, the goal was to put a human chain together everybody was going to hold hands the entire length and i don't know how many people there was it looked like there was at least 500 to a thousand people 
at the end of it. But it was just kind of funny because they you could tell this is what you want in a protest because they were very spirited. They came ready with their signs, their music. They were loud. You were going to hear them. But in no way, shape, or form did this ever feel like it was going to get out of control. In fact, we were basically back-to-back with them. Like, Beatrix and I had our chairs, and we were sitting right on the bank of the, of the, of the, of the inlet. And they were along the inlet. In fact, yeah, there was maybe a couple of feet of room between us, but... We eventually, when it got really hot and heavy, Beatrix came out with me on the jetty so that, you know, all right, let's give them a little room. But they were, um, they came, they came with signs, they came serious, they came with the press, and they were making a lot of noise. It was just a little uh, comical (laughs) that the Disney cruise ship, when the Disney cruise ship, and I put it in the uh, wake up, um, the wake up shake up group on uh, Facebook. I started a group, whatever. I'm not going to necessarily bog you down with more promotions, but um, that's a group I started. So any of the stuff that we talk about in the Patreon, we we go off the rails and I want to support any of that stuff with visual aids. I could put it there, but I did that and it was just a, a protest and I'm video. I'm videoing the cruise ship going by and it's this beautiful, majestic Disney. You see people on the ship having fun and uh, then you hear the protest. It's just, it's it's an angry sounding protest, but it's not really angry. It's just really spirited. So it sounds like it could be angry. It's very, very, um, you know, it sounds like they're ready to go nuts and it's a, it's, it's a vigorous protest. But then you're seeing the visual is the cruise ship going past and then all of a sudden the horn blows out. You know how the Disney ships do it. It's when you wish upon a star is the ship horn. It was just a, you hear, you see the beautiful ship, you see people having fun. The audio is just a loud protest. And then on top of that is when you wish upon a star. It's just, it was odd. It was like a Larry David moment on a Curb Your Enthusiasm. Just kind of a little, a little, a little strange. Uh, but then that was it. We, we wrapped it up. We shut it down and we went back and. Yeah, so that's an example of the stuff I talk about on the Patreon. I had a West Palm Beach night out, and I've been saying it for years. I've been around this country a lot. I've been to a lot of places. I've gone out, Miami, everywhere. You know what I mean? Bar, restaurant, business. Most of my adult life, there is something different about a West Palm Beach night out. It goes deep. It goes late. And you don't remember all of it. You're very, And you often wake up in an office chair. And that's what I did. But I gave this, you know, we talked about that on the Patreon. We won't do that here. But a uh, perfect example of, you know, well, I, I would, two years ago, I would have went off and told you that whole story. But, you know, I don't think, 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 think that that's what everybody wants to hear now. So we're not going to do that. All right. So we're going to move on from that. And the next topic we wanted to talk about, okay, the peer running thing with Tony. I did mention this on the Patreon, and it's important enough to mention it here too. So Tony... As we know, and John Clayco uh, surprised the Always Be Booked group and joined our cruise, joined our sailing. And what a moment that was and what a cruise it was. There was one area in Curacao one time when John and I were, uh, would you call it late for the ship? Maybe a little late for the onboarding time. And uh, yeah, it got a little hairy where Tony's room got called and... 
and John had to uh, Tony Tony was nervous for a little while Tony was nervous and Tony was thinking that maybe we might have to make some arrangements for John pack up for John so I get that that was probably we you want to avoid that you do want to avoid that and I'll take that on the chin for that and you know and John's a grown man he knows we were kidding back and forth going back and forth a lot about you know whose fault it was and yes i was mostly to blame but i'm sure john will tell you he's a grown man if you if you really wanted to be back on time for the ship it wouldn't be i was i was a little bit of an influence but he's a grown man he, i'm not influencing him you know what i mean so it's everybody's fault everybody takes their own personal responsibility i definitely take responsibility as the facilitator of it because that's kind of what i do and usually it's no harm no foul usually it's a little 10 minutes late and you go in and then you know no they would they don't leave for another 20 minutes afterwards anyway and that's what happens but this time i guess you know they was a little different they called tony's room and it got a little crazy so tony made basically what was a comedy video definitely check it out lalita loca and he did a great, I mean, I'm telling you, I forgot I was even a part of this thing when I was watching it because it re, it played like a narrative. He played like a mockumentary that I want to see. He edited it perfectly together and he got little uh, sound bites from us throughout. He, he, he weighed both the options and then he made a ruling on what he thought, whose fault he thought it was. And it was really, yes, while it was a, a good amount of it was factual. A lot of it was factual. Most of it was made for entertainment. And I was not ready. Well, I kind of was. I will admit, I kind of felt like just knowing people on the keyboards, I just knowing comments, uh, I knew that there was going to be a... there was hell was about to hell was about to unleash uh, i don't think tony thought that it was going to be that bad but it was bad i mean we mostly me got absolutely destroyed it was stuff like these guys are idiots these guys like that's why i don't listen to tommy he's full uh, one person said he's full of idiocy his show is dumb he's got a little value but he promotes mostly idiocy don't watch him this and that and i, I responded it, sarcastically, I wrote, thank you for saying I have some value. Oh, no problem. I love the show. <laughs> so I don't know. People, I don't know if people think you're going to re- read the comments or not, but I was responding to them. And I was getting absolutely filleted. I was getting called every name in the book. These guys are jerks, especially the guy Tommy, these jerks. These guys think they're, they're famous in their own mind. One guy said, this is what the rich do. They're, they're all rich, and they, they put this act on purpose just to just for content so they can get even richer. I'm like, you saw it all. You heard it all. Now, I got to do something here. I have to, honestly, I have to reassess maybe. You know what I mean? I may have to reassess, is this thing a good idea? Guys, when I started cruising, I mean, I started cruising, and then a couple of well, years, a couple of years into it, I decided to do the travel agency and the podcast. And my whole angle was going to be what I was back then. And that was a little bit of a madman. So there's a lot of cruising out there and there's a lot of content out there. But what if I come in from the angle of just a little bit of a uh, degenerate mentality, like a uh, boozer's mentality, uh, trying to hook up mentality, uh, you know, a mentality of just like... Um, I don't know. Uh, what, what can you say? Like an adolescent 
like an adolescent mindset if I brought that, even though I was even then too old to be doing that. But, you know, party, party cruising. Just I am the party cruise guy. And I am the guy who pushes the envelope. And I am the guy who the stuff I used to do, it's nuts. I used to like, you know, we talked about all the stuff I used to do on this ship that I wouldn't do today because I now I am a little afraid that I'd get kicked off in Aruba and then I would, I'd be screwed. But I don't, uh, as I, while I did start that and peer running was part of it. So peer running was like, yeah, I'm going to be the guy that runs the peer. If this just for the fun of it, just runs the peer. And yes, that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And I did not care back then. It, I didn't care at all. But now maybe it's time to start caring a little bit. Maybe I got to be a little bit more, I don't know. I guess, see, it was just so so much fun in San Juan when we ran that pier with Jonathan and Paul Ewing and Nicole. And we just ran it, and it was good, and everybody. And I'll say this, too. When we got back to the ship in Curacao, the pier, they always are laughing with you. They're always laughing with you. And you know what the biggest thing is people have a problem with it? Who, How many people I disrupt. How many people I am screwing over, I'm ruining, I'm causing so much extra work and costing the cruise line so much money, even so far as to say that I'm driving up the, I myself am single-handedly driving up the cost of cruising by doing this. And you heard, you just, the mostly you hear is people inconsiderate, you know, inconsiderate, inconsiderate. I'm telling you right now, these guys at the port get a kick out of it. I'm still not saying it's right. I'm still not saying that, you know what, I don't have to relook at it and maybe kind of give that avenue up. Maybe I got to take that uh, out of my repertoire running the PM. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I want to hear from my people. I heard from the masses what Tony's people said. And Tony, I wouldn't even say Tony's crowd because uh, Tony's core crowd, I think, is not as against it. But Tony has beyond the core crowd, the Tony's mass market. So Tony will have people just commenting, you know, that maybe he wouldn't consider part of his core people in his Facebook group. It wasn't that uh, it didn't get that ugly. You know what I mean? It was just on the on the on the on the YouTube comments and people on YouTube make a living. I mean, they they, they take pride in their YouTube comments. Some people, you know, they, they stretch their fingers out. They take a deep breath and they're like, all right, this is the comment that's going to it's gonna do it for me. This is the comment that's going to get 200,000 likes or replies. You know, they really get into these comments. So, uh, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Is it that bad if I get back to the pier a little bit late, even as I'm the last one on the ship, if the ship time, back on board time is 4.30 and... The ship is supposed to leave at 5. It says freaking 5 o'clock on all of our freaking schedules. All right? How about doing that? How about changing the damn time on the freaking... Don't tell me it's 5 o'clock. Don't tease me with a 5 o'clock when you're going to yell at me if I'm there at 432. How about that? I'm sorry. Uh, But... You know, that, that's marketing. That's, you know, like I said, they just don't get me involved with when they start shortening the times, right? They, they shorten the times by an hour to begin with. You sell me a cruise based on a certain time. And I picked that cruise. Yes, you're damn right. I absolutely picked that cruise because we were going to be able to stay in Aruba till 11 o'clock at night. And I thought that was cool as hell. Oh, well, hey, guess what? Here's the deal. It's 8 o'clock now. But 8 o'clock really means 7.30. So, I don't know. I know I'm nitpicking. I know I'm being a little bit of a dick, but 
I will say that. Do you guys think it's a big deal if um you know if you really break it down? And I'm supposed to be back on the ship at 4:30. I'm back on the ship at 4:40, and the ship doesn't leave till five o'clock anyway. Let me know what you think. But uh, yeah, we got we got beat up on that pretty good. Anyway, group cruise. Okay, we have a final answer on our Pirates and Pier Runners Part 3 group cruise. It is still going to be on the Carnival Celebration. It is uh, still going to be to the Eastern Caribbean. It's going to be St. Thomas, San Juan, and Amber Cove in the Dominican Republic, a port to which I have not been. It is going to be Sunday to Sunday on October 8th of 2023. Now this was moved uh, probably for the four, for the third time I would say. This is the final time and the reason this time was moved is because we had Listen, everybody who was on this past cruise, I mean listen man, I can't tell you. I let's compare the two cruises. Let's do it. The first group cruise. Now I know Sa- Sandra likes this last one better. She said this one was better. For me, I can't say that this one was better. I can say that certain parts of it were better. I could say uh, certain areas I appreciated and enjoyed more than the first one. Overall, for me, the first one was more successful. The first one, uh, you know, I had a, a great mix of new friends and old friends that I grew up with. Uh, we had the Elvis factor on that one. Um we had the St. Thomas run on that one, which was a ridiculously awesome day. We had the sand. Guys, first one, I got to go. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. First one. Now, however, I'm just judging the crews on that. I will say before everybody on part two gets mad at me. Yes, this one, the bond that we created between the crew, between the people that we had, uh, blow the first one away. This one, well, no, didn't. No, no, no. Let me take that back. No, didn't blow it away. It was. It was. It has the edge. It edges it out. Okay. The first one was awesome. The first one was great. We really connected to on that one as well. It was just more people. When there's more people, you're not going to have the same amount of one-on-one time. But on this particular cruise, each and every one of us were accounted for most of the time. Um. And through that, we became bonded like glue. And on the first one, we didn't have what we have this time, which is a group chat that just continuously checks in. I mean, like, like almost like a family. You know what I mean? So, well, I mean, not even almost. It's basically like a family. Everybody's checking in. Everybody's checking in on that group chat every single day. Even, even Tony, who's at sea on his own group cruise. He's not as active, but he pops in. And he's just every... So it's a tight 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 group on that on that group chat it's it was a tight tight group and for that reason that's one thing that was better about this one is the bond that was created amongst the people that were there okay so i'll say that i think i'm being i think i'm being real you know what i mean i'm being real the first one had so much to it first one had eight days of saint thomas and we were we were on an elvis cruise too we didn't know we had we had bonus entertainment uh there was so many people there was everything but this one created a bigger bond. I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. Sorry. Uh, so because of that, I was saying that to say this. Because of that, when a couple of key people couldn't make that sailing because of oversights, 
everybody and this this is how crazy it was. I don't know what is it, eight people? I don't know what it is. I don't okay. Everybody in this group was willing to change the date. I had eight people booked. Eight people booked on one sailing. A couple of people couldn't make it. Oversight, no big deal. Now I will admit, I was, <laughs> I was a little because uh, I don't know what it's got to go in and freaking back all this stuff out, re-put it in, retake deposits, erase all you know information, re-re-enter information to the host company, uh, which I still got to do more of. But having said that, it's the right move. It's the right move, and it's not even close. It's a no-brainer because whatever we had to do to get that same core of people back on everybody on that everybody on that sailing thought the same thing felt the same thing was under the same vibe so it was like if anybody wasn't going to be able to do it it wasn't going to be the same so we were not going to have that we weren't going to risk that so if it was possible to move this and everybody would be on board and how about this there was a penalty. There was a penalty. We lost $50 in a penalty per person, and nobody blinked an eye. Nobody blinked an eye about that either. We're doing it. Absolutely. So there's an idea of what we build on these uh, Pirates and Pier Runners cruises. So I would definitely suggest inquire Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com to inquire and how you can get on that. Once again, that is October 8th, seven days out of Miami, St. Thomas, San Juan, Amber Cove, Carnival Celebration, Sunday to Sunday. We got plenty of cabins left. Uh, they're going, though. They are going. So let me know what you think. Uh, but, yeah, I'm very, very excited about that. And then we got this current cruise, right? We got the current cruise coming up. Now, this one can be interesting. It's, I say to you now, you, I'm not drinking on this cruise. My plan is to, because it's a solo cruise, I should get on this cruise, stick to my guns, get some work done, and have it be a wellness cruise, gym every day, maybe even do stretching exercises. Just have it be holistic. Be have it be a a a you know a, a very very wellness driven cruise. I've already said that to you as well. Getting out of the hole, maybe partying as much. That's the thing too. Uh, shout out to people like Deb and Carol and you know whoever else. Like I, that cruise, I I I go to a certain level. These cruises are nothing compared to what they used to be back in the day. That 2013 cruise with Nick, the 2015 cruise with Marie and Chris, uh, even some of the 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 Royal Caribbean ones with 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 Jonathan and Nicole and Chris. There's been times where we were just, I mean, just bedlam, bedlam the whole time. Smashed all day, two-hour nap, wake up, drink, nightclub till four, three or four, casino, whatever. So this is, just so you guys know, everybody on these cruises who goes on these ones, this is the, the calm down version of me is what you're getting on these cruises. Uh, but taking it a step further, I'm thinking about like doing that on this Explorer cruise. Just be by myself, have the laptop. I'm thinking about maybe vlogging, which I don't do. 
Uh, maybe just stepping uh, f- the foyer into vlogging. Maybe I don't know. Uh, and then uh, and then and then doing it like that. So that's all fine and good. But knowing me, if I go in on night one, test the waters, have a couple of drinks, make a couple of the right friends, all those bets are off. We're going in. And then it becomes something else. Now, I think it's going to be choice A. I think I'm going to kind of keep it together, you know, because I got to make a decision anyway, because the drink package is only 400 bucks and 400 and change. And that's a drink package that might be worth getting if you think you might get there. But then if you do get the drink package, then you're under the pressure to make sure you get your money's worth. So then if you drive by the drink package, then it's it. Then it's a boost cruise. So I'm going to probably avoid that. I'll pick my battles and we'll see what happens. But I don't know. You know, so the current plan that I have for this thing, day one is embarkation. And embarkation is embarkation. I will, as usual, get on the ship late. I'll relax a little bit. I'll float around. I'll unpack. I'll see who's who, what's what. Uh, You got to remember, it's not that easy for me to break into groups. I'm not that outgoing personality especially if i'm sober i don't necessarily roll up to people if i do have a couple of drinks and i see an opportunity where i can just kind of absorb my way into the conversation and then see where that goes yes that has and that very well can happen but sometimes it doesn't i won't force it it doesn't get forced and i don't go out knowing it's not like a money in the bank thing where i know i'm gonna go out it's no big deal i'm gonna go out i know i'm gonna meet 20 people tonight no it's a total hit or miss thing with me so that's what we're gonna figure out what the first night's gonna be we'll see is there a singles meetup will i go there will i do any i didn't do any real recon in the group i did find one group of of girls single girls and we've been going back and forth but i don't know they they, 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 um, that may or may not happen. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see where that goes. But I, I hope so. Um, shout out to them if they're listening. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, like I said, it could go either way. Uh, the, uh, day two is Coco K. See, that's going to be interesting because if Coco, if I don't go in with the whole booze mentality, if I don't go in, you know, ready to get banged up, you know what I mean? If I don't go that route, uh, the Coco K thing is going to be weird. Because, I don't know. Well, Coco K in general will probably be weird unless I find a group the night before. Because even if I want to drink and get loose at Coco K, it's kind of awkward if you're doing that in a pool bar by yourself. I could go to a bar by myself. I could drink, have a couple of drinks solo, do that whole thing. But, you know, being in a pool doing that, swimming out to a the freaking floating dock doing that i don't know about that maybe we'll see i guess that one's going to be a play by ear type of scenario uh i'm going to be all over the cruise compass seeing what's going on uh just like day three i will be all over that cruise compass seeing what's going on seeing what kind of corny stuff i can get into whether it's an art auction watch that for a little while uh name that tune trivia bing i'm just going to be just mr cruise compass on day three seeing what's out there seeing what i could do Day four is Jamaica, and I'm looking at Dun River Falls and Bamboo Beach. I didn't realize it was like an hour away. I didn't know that was that far away from the port, Dun River Falls, but that's okay. The two choices in Jamaica are to combo that up with a Dun River and a Bamboo Beach or possibly just kind of take a shuttle over to Montego Bay 
and maybe bar hop a little bit at Montego Bay. You know what I mean? See what happens there. And day five is the infamous Grand Cayman. And what the hell does one do with Grand Cayman? Beatrix will yell at me to no end. You do your, you do Stingray City. Shout out to Beatrix. I want to give her congratulations. You guys know Beatrix. A lot of you, she's been on the show. Beatrix is very industrious. And um, she should be congratulated because she has just become certified as a tax preparer. So for all your tax preparation needs, <laughs> I don't think she wanted me to do that. I don't know if she even wanted me to tell you all that, but Beatrix, I'm sorry. I'll erase it if you don't like that. But uh, Beatrix worked her ass off, and I know she was nervous. And I know it's hard because Beatrix is a, is a woman who accomplishes things. She sets out. She goes hard. She sets goals, and she gets them done. She, you want to talk about workmanlike. That's Beatrix. And she was even saying how hard this course was and how difficult it was for her and she was hoping she'd pass but yeah of course i mean i didn't doubt it for a second but she did and um she passed and now see this is what you got to do when i'm told in this day and age is these are the people who are going to survive these people who have their full-time job but when everything goes to shit they have that little side thing they've trained themselves in something else where they can kind of fall back on it and kind of have that i don't want to use the overly used term side hustle but it seems like that's the way to go. I'm hearing people who are very smart say that it's going to get lean. Things could get lean economically if uh, if there is a downturn. Uh, but those people, the people who have that extra skill that they've learned, that extra certification, that extra side thing is who's going to make it. Um, I have a side thing, but that's that's all it is. It's just a side thing. I don't have a I don't have a front thing. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Anyway, Bamboo Beach and uh, Dunn River Falls or float around Montego Bay. We'll see what happens for Jamaica. Grand Cayman. And by the way, it's one of Beatrix's favorite islands. And she was. That's where I was. Okay, gotcha. She was, she, she'll forever just be down my throat about Stingray City. Stingray City. I'm like, I don't care about the Stingray. I don't care if you don't care. Go. You got to go. Even if you just take the boat ride. Just go to Stingray City. You got to do it. You have to do it. You have to do it. I don't know. Uh, I probably would. If I probably did go, I probably would say that. Oh, you know what? She was right. I had to do it, but I'm probably not going to go. So what I'm probably going to do is just if I, I'm, I'm going to get off the ship. I got to get off the ship. I'll either just walk around um, Georgetown or what I'll most likely do is go to Seven Mile Beach and get a jet ski. That'll be my jet ski day. Haven't jet skied in a while. That'll be where I do that. Most likely we'll see. That's the plan. I make a plan. I get ready to execute the plan but i am prepared to deviate from that plan at any time day six is a sea day all that stuff that comes with the final day of the cruise and we're back the following sunday i'm excited though for that i'm, I'm excited for this cruise but I'm, i don't have high expectations of this cruise of it being like this you know life-changing you know every most of the cruises you know you got the potential who knows what could happen anything could happen you're ready this cruise it doesn't really feel like you know it feels like it's going to be pretty uh pretty basic uh, it, something crazy would have to happen for this cruise to kind of really blow me away and i shouldn't be saying that because i'm probably going to promote this in the <laughs> in the cruise group that i'm in that's dedicated to this sailing on facebook but it is what it is listen we don't lie to each other do we and then um, I'm excited about 40 days, Mardi Gras. I'm sorry, Celebration. 40 days will be my first trip on the Celebration with my buddy JP. And uh, I'm excited about that. Get a little preview 
of the group cruise, the battlefield for the group cruise. Hey, Cones. Sorry to interrupt Tommy's rambling, but I don't have a lot of time and I wanted to ask you about your next cruise. We know there are lots of decisions to make, such as, where do I want to go? How can I get the best deal? And which cruise line is right for me? Whether you're traveling solo, with friends, or your entire family, always be booked. We'll make sure we find the perfect cruise for you. You can book direct, but remember, cruise line representatives are going to operate in the interest of the cruise line. And don't get me started on those third-party websites. If you are looking for someone who is going to spend the time it takes to ensure that you find the cruise ship, ports of call, and excursions that are right for you, then go to alwaysbebooked.com or email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's face it, we are all searching for those moments of pure cruise bliss. And based on your detailed conversation with Tommy, we'll make sure it happens for you over and over again. For the most personal and detailed cruise planning assistance, reach out directly to Tommy and he will make the process as enjoyable as the cruise itself. Whoa, Morgan, don't you think we're exaggerating? Now, Tommy, please let me do my job. My bad. Always be booked. It's a podcast. It's a community. And dare I say, it's a lifestyle. Go to alwaysbebooked.com right now and let's start planning your next adventure at sea. Anyway, I do have an email. As I said, your email is the lifeblood of the show. And you can be a part of the show by hitting me up at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. And I will read your email on air this week. We have, hey, Tommy, I love your podcast. We'll keep it quick. Question for you. I know you just got off the allure. I was on the Harmony in October. I love the entertainment and all she had to offer, but not a fan of the crowds. Had over 6,000 when I was on board. What are your thoughts on these larger ships? Thanks in advance. Note, I'm booked in March on the Norwegian Prima. Half the capacity of Harmony. It looks beautiful. Excited to check it out. Boat drinks to all. Regards, Jeff. Uh... That sounds familiar. I don't think... Did I read that last week already? Did I have one email that I already read? I don't think so. I'm going to read it and go through it as though... As though... It's new. And I think it is. I'm just acknowledging that I may have, just so it doesn't... So I don't... So in case I did read it last week, it's at least I kind of acknowledged it, so it's not like I've completely lost my mind. Anyway, uh, the question is... What are my thoughts on the larger ships? I have strong thoughts on the larger ships. I just go into the larger ship experience with a different frame of mind. I have the ability to see the larger ships for what they are and enjoy them heavily. Enjoy them immensely. Uh, Just walking around. Dude, we're talking about cruise culture, right? I want to get into that on this cruise, this sailing coming up. Just cruise culture. You're, You're on a ship, dude. That's it. You're in a ship. You don't have to be. You don't have to have anything going on. You don't have to have any huge plans. You don't have to have any great dining. Dude, your day to day. You're getting. You can normally. I wake up. I go to the gym. I get in my car. I go to the gym. I stop at Starbucks. I come home. Go to go go to the office and start working this and that. I'm waking up. I'm going to the gym. I'm coming out of an elevator. I'm walking into a royal promenade. I'm getting my coffee. I'm going back in an elevator. I'm starting my day. I'm going to work, but I'm going to work in a freaking solarium. Or I'm going to work in some, some, some air-conditioned part of the ship. Like It's like you're living your life, 
with cruise culture. So on a big ship like that, like a Lore Harmony Symphony Wonder Oasis, uh, you you get to experience that tenfold because there's so many places you can go on that ship. And if you're looking for stuff to do, there is so much stuff to do. The dueling flow riders, uh, the zip line, the you know the cruise compass. The cruise compass has to be bigger and better and better because they have that many more rooms. So they said, that's not your fault. You didn't build the ship. You didn't tell them they got to friggin' put, put something going on in every room. If there's, if there's more rooms on the ship, you have to have more activities on the ship. So there's more to do. The disadvantages to the larger ships, as we know, is that you're not going to get the same charge. There may not be the same level of energy. Like some of the greatest, most energetic times on a cruise ship were on cruise ships like the, the Norwegian Sky, the Norwegian Gem, the Carnival Splendor, even though this Carnival Splendor is a little bit bigger. But, you know, these ships where there's only one nightclub, like the, like the deadest ship I was ever on was the Carnival Horizon. Like it was a, it was a newer ship. It was only first couple of weeks out. And... It was just so much to do on the ship. People were just everywhere, and nobody knew exactly where to go so as to not really have a really good energy charge throughout the ship. And that's a thing. You know what I mean? That's the disadvantage to the larger ships. That's really one of the only ones. Aside from that, the only disadvantage is, is that you don't really get that bond with the crew as much. You know what I mean? The crew is not really... Um, the crew... The crew <sighs> It's just not as personal because you don't see the same people over and over again. You know what I mean? The crew is serving different people. You know, yeah, there's exceptions, but, you know, on the smaller ships, it's easier to have a regular bartender and establish that bond with a regular bartender because he's the guy you go to or she's the girl you go to. But this, in, in the larger ships, it's just nobody gets personal. You know what I mean? It's more like, thank you, thank you. What do you want? Thank you, you know. That's just what it is on, on larger ships. But I love the larger ships. The fact that you're comparing it to the Prima, it's crazy because the Prima, what they're doing is you know, clearly trying to make it a little bit more of an upscale experience. And by doing that, you know, you're paying a little bit more, but at the same time, you're getting a lot more space. They're not oversaturating the ships. They're making sure that you are going to be comfortable. Dare I say, you know, if you, I, I, I'm a little turned off by when they try to go a little bit too upscale. You see how I cruise. I'm a little bit of a disruptor. I'm a little bit of an energy guy. I'm a little bit of a, you know, let's see what we can, what kind of, what kind of limits we could push here. That's discouraged on anything that's over, you know, that, 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 that skews towards luxury. That's, that's discouraged. So that's why I have, um, a little bit more of a preference to uh, some of the more basic, more fun ships, no pun intended. But either way, it's cruise culture, and you're on a cruise. You you go When you go to the bathroom, I, I notice things. Subtle cruise bliss. We know about pure cruise bliss. We don't talk enough about subtle cruise bliss. When you're in the middle of the sea, you got that little buzz going. You got to go to the bathroom. You got to leave the piano bar to go to the bathroom. And you're going to the bathroom. And this is going to sound weird, but when are you ever battling to keep your feet? Because, oh, little wave there. You forget you're on a cruise ship. You're in a nightclub. And then, boom, you, you, feel, you start feeling the ship move while you're going to the bathroom or while you're walking around. And it's just, it, to me, that's just a, I smile. I smile when, when I have to kind of like regroup my step 
because I'm walking and I have to stutter step and have to like catch my balance real quick. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm on a ship. I'm in the ocean right now. It's, it's a friendly reminder to me, you know? Everything about cruise culture. You go to get your breakfast, you go to a buffet and you're sitting down and then you're putting the freaking plate up against the beautiful window that's showing nothing but the wide blue yonder. All the things we talk about, you know, we, I said this once before too. I said, you know, all the things you get to these exotic places or you get to the middle of the ocean, you get to on these cruise ships and everybody's going, what do I do? What am I supposed to do? What do I do? What do I do? Where do I go? What do I have? What are you going to entertain me with? How about nothing? How about just be in it? Dude, if you were sitting at your job, at your desk, right? And you had the opportunity to eliminate what was in your immediate view and replace it with just a Lido deck view of the outside sea, you would trade that in a heartbeat. But then all of a sudden you're there and you're like, what, what, am I, what do you got for me? What am I supposed to do? Just, dude, remember what you thought about when you were staring at freaking uh, garbage trucks out the window. Look what you got now. Enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. And I'm going to leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, follow me on Instagram. Always be booked. Facebook group is Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. If you want an extra five shows a week for just $8 a month, do the math. That's not a lot of money. Uh, Patreon.com slash Always Be Booked. And uh, what else is there? Oh, yeah. Email me. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com if you want to be a part of the show or if you want to be a part of the group cruise. You guys are the absolute best. Boat drinks cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away a little your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea. And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy It's a perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, down in the sand where it's cool Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just sleep there till morning comes round With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away 
to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from